Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Buckle up, FF fam, because this is a great one and really one that gave me so many actionable and tangible pieces of advice, but really like reconfiguring the way I look at an aspect of my life, and that is style. Today, we are joined by Allison Bornstein, who you probably have seen on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, she owns my For You page, which I told her, and I love it because I love her videos. She is a closet therapist, a stylist who works with a variety of women, and she has coined this three-word method, which is a theory that everyone's style can be synthesized into three adjectives and words that either describe their style as it is or that guide their style to its pinnacle form. So we get into her upbringing and relationship with clothing and fashion as a child, how that has impacted her as an adult, the evolution of her career, and then really right now where she stands with this social media presence, but also like what does this three-word method mean? Why is this important? Because fashion and style is so much more than the like surface level that I think many of us view it as. And we dive into my relationship with fashion and clothing and we coin my three words, which I'm now taking with me every time I get dressed and shop. And I just think that this is such a great episode and I love her. So we've all made a new friend here. So without further ado, here is Allison. Come on in, take a seat. Allison, I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be on. Yeah, I've been following you for a while and I want to dive into like everything when you started, when your TikTok grew, all of this. But style is something that I'm navigating mm-hmm. and we'll get into this. And my listeners know that I'm trying to figure out what my style is, who I am. I've always kind of found it a little confusing. And then after becoming a mom, I felt this like pressure to be someone that I inherently wasn't Mm. in a sense. Yeah. And I really want to get into how you got to where you are today. The three word method. Work on my three words. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we will. Yeah. Because I also have a lot that like I want to kind of get rid of in my closet and shop. But I told myself I was going to wait until this episode to do it. All right. We're, we're going to do it. Okay. Because I was like, you know what? If I go out and buy all this stuff and then she tells me these three words <laughs> and then none of it matches. <laughs> and no, the- but that's the thing about style. And you even just said that in like that brief little introduction. Like it is who you are. Like it's a reflection yeah. of who you are. And I think that fashion and style is sometimes framed as like a shallow thing or a frivolous thing. But 
it really isn't. It's really a way to express ourselves mm-hmm. and to show people who we are. So I think it should be taken seriously. Yeah. And it's actually not shallow at all because I feel like to find your style and to find what you like to wear, you really have to like ask yourself hard questions and deep questions and like get to know yourself in order to get to know your style. And I have so many clients similar who once they had a child and they became moms, their identity, they feel like their identity shifted. And therefore they're like, does my style have to change? Do I have, is my, like, who am I? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, through fashion and styling, we can kind of like figure that out. I mean, I do think when you have a child, you do become a different person. Yeah. Like in all essence. And also you need different clothes for suddenly you're like on the ground all the freaking time. You're constantly on the go. You're picking things up. You're sweating. You're holding (laughs) this child. Like, From that standpoint, you need to reassess what you're wearing, but also just who you are as a human. So I'm curious. And of course, like I do want to mention the fact that I literally had packed. I think you look cute. I mean, I live in this sweat set. Thank you, Nike. Thank God I work with them. Otherwise, it'd be like free advertising 24-7. But I had come early. I had a solo recording. It's a rainy Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. I was here at the butt crack of dawn for me to like be somewhere nowadays. And I was like, I'll wear this sweat set. I'll do my solo recording. And then I'll put on this cute other outfit I packed. And then I was like, you know what? After my first recording, I'm like, this is the whole point of style, (laughs) right? You're supposed to be what makes you the most confident and comfortable. And this is what I want to discuss is the fact that I truly feel my best in a sweat set and sneakers. And you look amazing. And like, I think because you feel so good in it, it's reflected. Like you look amazing. You look comfortable. You look like Thank yourself. You. And I think that that is one, even just like the way that you have your jewelry and your socks and your shoes. It's like all these little details mm-hmm. that I think make it feel like you and make yeah. it feel like your own. I mean, even just like, again, going back to the the mom thing with I'm not a mom, but I have many clients that are. And I feel like a big group of my clients are people who have just had kids and are kind of Mm -hmm. talking about what you were talking about, like all the different things you have to wear and kind of, again, the identity shift. And it's really interesting because a lot of them are like, well, my day to day is like nothing. It's like playing with the kids, like going to the playground and like I just throw on this, this and this. It's like, okay, but like if that's your life, that's not really an in-between moment. That is like everything. (laughs) So let's make looks for that. And again, like fashion and like it doesn't have to be looks like what we see mm-hmm. on Instagram. It can be jeans and a t-shirt and sneakers. It can be the sweat yeah. set. Like that is a look. That's fashion. Totally. So I want to go like way back. Okay. What was your relationship like with fashion, style, clothing growing up? I was obsessed. Okay. So I was like one of those kids that looked insane. I <laughs> wanted to dress myself ever since I could. Mm-hmm. And I was actually so lucky. My mom... She was so relaxed. She just really let me experiment and play. And she always says that like no one even had to ask, did she dress herself? Because it was that (laughs) obvious. Like I would be wearing jeans, but then a tutu over it. Or I one time she was doing like high pigtails and she did one. And I was like, you know what? Actually, stop there. Just one (laughs) one up, one down. Like I would just, I would be very experimental. And she never judged me. She never, you know, told me to change. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's actually a big part of why I love fashion and why I'm like not afraid to experiment and have fun with it because she she never really there was never a sense that anything I was doing was wrong like right. she, she was never like oh that doesn't look good or oh that's crazy mm-hmm. even though it was she she never said anything and actually one of her f- friends didn't want her daughter to hang out with me because she's like she's gonna she looks crazy and like she's gonna rub off on her <laughs> and now that friend like yeah, now that friend is like 
I'm so sorry. I, she should have hung out with you because clearly you you were on to something. But well, yeah, it was just I like, want to just quickly like kudos to your mom because this is something I actually saw TikTok on recently, but also just talked about last night with my friend who has three kids and yeah. like her kids are a little older and they're learning to express themselves. As parents, so much of parenting, what I've noticed is the fear of how others will perceive us as parents. And we project that onto our children, Mm -hmm. whether it's how they're dressing. It's like, oh God, are they going to think I don't have my shit together and I just let her (laughs) do whatever she wants. So real big kudos to your mom. I feel like I'm going to have to make a really conscious effort to be the way that she is because I love aesthetics. I love when things look perfect. Mm -hmm. I love. So I think it's going to be tough for me if my kid is like I was and really just wants to go wild. (laughs) It was a huge thing for me because, again, it's like she taught me, like, you can experiment. There's, you know, there's no wrong answer. Like, mm-hmm. sure, put that weird, you know, sweater on over what I would call a party dress that I would get it. <laughs> like, like I would truly wear costumes. Okay. We actually had a rule in our house because I loved feather boas. Okay. So I could only wear feather bows in my room or else I would get feathers, feathers everywhere, everywhere from whipping. Oh, my like God. That, that's like a rule that we had OG to have. hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of like that. But again, I mean, I feel like as I got older, because I was able to experiment, I was kind of able to refine my style and figure out what I liked. And then I would be like a little bit more discerning, mm-hmm. a little bit more picky. Like I knew what kind of white T-shirts I liked. I knew what kind of shoes I wore. As I got older, I was not wearing like crazy like Mm -hmm. looks it was just I was particular I knew what I liked I knew it felt good to me yeah and I would experiment with things that were maybe a little bit out of the box but like I had a vision okay and what was your mom's relationship like with fashion because I think this is interesting yeah from a female perspective yes I think my mom's relationship with fashion something I'm now figuring out has played a role in mine in a different kind of way yeah I'm curious what yours was my mom's kind of a tomboy. So okay. she has like three older brothers and mm-hmm. I she always looks so cute and like she will wear jeans and a t-shirt. But like, I don't want to say she doesn't care because she does care. She looks great, yeah. but it's not like the first thing that okay. she's thinking of. Because my mom is like a fashion diva. Okay. Like it is dressed <laughs> to the nines. It starts with my grandma. I FaceTimed my grandma this morning at 7.30. Okay. She is at the airport and this is what she's wearing. A full... Oh. My God, I'm obsessed look. with her. Like, I'll post this photo am, when we release this If episode. I saw her at the airport, I would be like, inspo. So my dad, <laughs> literally, I was facing my dad. He's with my Nana. And... Oh, she looks amazing. He said, she's 90 years old. And my dad's like, people keep coming up to our table being like, I love your outfit. People don't dress up like this anymore. <laughs> it's amazing. So my mom grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And is very fashion forward, like loves clothes, similar to my younger sister, shopaholic. And is always in a look. And Mm -hmm. I just remember when we were younger, like going to the airport, we weren't allowed to wear sweatpants. Like we had to be in an outfit. My mom had this tan suit with these heels (gasps) that she would wear for every flight. She was an anxious flyer. So like for her, it was actually that kind of like routine control kind of obsession thing. But I remember her yelling at us when we were younger being like, you guys look like so disheveled, like put on the outfits for the airport. And we're like, what is it? fucking matter. So I kind of think that part of my relationship with fashion is in a rebellion to my mom. Yeah. Which I love her. She's like my favorite person and we're very close. But I do think it was my way of kind of pushing back. So I was the ultimate tomboy. I'm one of three girls. I w- we always joke that like if anyone asks my dad, oh, do you wish you had a son? It was like, well, he's got Cammy. <laughs> yeah. And I would wear boys bathing suits to school up until fifth grade. I did not shop in the girls department. So it was full blown like boys clothes. 
And now it plays into that because I feel my most confident, I think, when I'm in a relaxed athletic look. Yeah. But it's been interesting for me to acknowledge the relationship as a kid that maybe my mom had with fashion and how I kind of inherently used it as this rebellion tactic and maybe yeah. it's stuck. I feel like I'm going to have to like be, like I said, very conscious of like if I have children of not pushing my fashion agenda on them because I, mean, I want them to express and yeah. I want them to like it and not feel like it's like maybe it felt like a burden to you. Totally. So Absolutely. so as a result, like you didn't grow up liking fashion because you're like, okay, this is like an annoying thing to yeah. me. Like, like oh, it's I something, don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I mean, having kids and dealing with that is a whole other ballgame because it's also like, how do you create a space where they're able to find their own interests mm -hmm. instead of pushing your own stuff on them? It's it like, must be hard. It's hard already. Like, <laughs> we're big athletes. My husband and I, we played sports our whole life through college. And Liam, of course, is in like swim class. He's in soccer. He's got a basketball hoop. He's got balls everywhere. But simultaneously, I'm like, okay, we need to take him to art class. I yeah. want to bring him to a museum. He's a book addict. So like, making a conscious effort to not just put your own hobbies onto your child. Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by a brand I love so freaking much, Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every single morning. I gave AG1 a try because I hated taking a multitude of pills and vitamins, and now it has become an everyday staple. I take AG1 first thing in the morning while I journal, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body first thing to start the day. I think those first... 5, 10, 15, 30 minutes really set the tone for your day. And I love that I am putting my health first, first thing in the morning. I originally heard about AG1 from a podcast ad just like this, and it forever changed my morning routine. I love AG1 because it is all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more working together as one. If you're someone who is sick of taking a handful of vitamins every morning, like I was, AG1 can make your routine much simpler since it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. AG1 is super easy to make. You simply take a scoop or travel pack if you're on the go and add it to water, shake it on up. I use the water bottle that they gift with the subscription. I use it every single day because we now have so many and enjoy. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash FFF. That's athleticgreens.com slash FFF to check it out. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. So where did you end up going to college? I went to University of Michigan okay. for two years. Go blue. But my freshman year, I remember after finishing it, I was like, I don't know why this only hit me then. I was like, oh, fuck. I have like three more years of this. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> I was like, I already know what I want to do for a living. Yeah. I want to work in fashion. What the heck am I doing here? So Amazing. my sophomore year, I worked on applying to FIT. And when you were at FIT, I have to imagine that that was just a whole different world. Oof. It was so like my first year of FIT, 
it was almost like the way I dressed when I was little. Because I was like, I can finally wear anything I want. And then after FIT, is that when you started? What was the career path like post-graduation? I applied for an internship on this website called Fashionista. And it said like, there's a Condé Nast publication hiring. And it didn't say what. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just go to this interview. And I went and it was for Teen Vogue. I know it was really cool. And so I ended up getting that internship and loving it. And so simultaneously while going to school, I was doing this internship as well. So doing this internship at Teen Vogue, which I took very seriously. Mm -hmm. I took it maybe too seriously, but I was like, (laughs) this is my job. Yeah. And I love I loved it. Like when they would send me to like get a garment bag, I'd be like, okay, amazing. Like I get to go like see where like the Marc Jacobs off. I get to go see like, yeah. It, it felt really cool. But then they, I finally got to go on a photo shoot. And that was when I was like, oh, there's somebody like putting clothes on these models. Right. Like that's they're picking out these looks that I'm seeing in the magazine. Obviously, I knew that, but I had never like seen it. Well, you also like forget no matter what we consume, all of the jobs on the back end. We're not <laughs> told as kids that these are opportunities. Had no clue. Yeah. The only thing I knew about fashion was like being a fashion designer. Right. You could like, design Project something. Runway. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And I would always ask to go on the photo shoots. And then through going on the photo shoots, I would meet the stylist. I would actually meet their assistants. Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, you know, if you need any help, let me know on the weekend when I don't have school, like I'm available. So they would contact me and I would do stuff like unpacking trunks or like checking in things. But it was like so joyful and so fun to me. And I just it felt amazing. So through doing that, I kind of like met stylists. And then when I finally graduated FIT, I was already like working with a stylist as an assistant. So when did you decide to take things on your own? Okay, so I worked with her for like five years and traveled around the world and like did all of these shoots and worked with like every like cool celebrity in Mm -hmm. the world. And it was it was so amazing. And then when I decided to kind of do my own thing, I sort of took a step back and I was like, what what do I like about this job? Like, what is it that is so fun to me? And I realized it wasn't really like the glamorous shoots. It wasn't really the celebrities. It wasn't like the editorials. It wasn't necessarily the fantasy anymore. To me, what I loved is like making looks for people that made them feel Mm -hmm. really good. So when I went off on my own, I would do shoots for like front of book magazine. So it's like when there would be like an interview of like somebody. And I liked dressing those people who, not that a model doesn't have a point of view, but there's like an agenda. So I like dressing people who had like a personality and a point of view and like had an opinion on what they wanted to wear. Right. More personal than a brand. Exactly. More personal. So I would, you know, ask like, what do you love to wear? What makes you feel really good? And then create looks that made them feel like the best version of themselves while still feeling like themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I love doing that. And even like when we did celebrity stuff, I loved styling like the in-between moments, like the going to the airport looks, like things where it's like, what are you really wearing? How are you really dressing? And like, what is what is your actual personal style instead of like, what's this fantasy? Right. So yeah, so I started doing that. And then I started working with personal clients just kind of around New York. And I would go in their closets and I would try to help them find their style and like make their closet reflect who they are and who they wanted to be. Then people would contact me and say like, can you come to Boston? Can you come to Europe? And I'd be like, no, but like, let's try to figure out a way to (laughs) do this virtually. So then I started doing things virtually. And then it actually, when the pandemic hit, I just was like, okay, like, let's just do this all virtually. Why not? And it ended up being really fun. That's amazing. I mean, great for your business. I think that they had the opportunity to actually like 
reflect and look yeah. at their closet and say like, who is this person? Like, what is my wardrobe saying about me? And how can I sort of do this better? So when did you decide, and I don't know if it was a conscious thing or if it's just kind of happened, but this three word method that yeah. you're now known for on social, <laughs> I will say. I mean, yeah. like yeah. fucking Kate Hudson. It's like my three yeah. words. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, okay, I do think I am talented and a genius, obviously, but like, I think what I did with that is more just like put language to things that like we are already doing. Totally. You know, it's and like- And you made it approachable. I think that's what it is. Okay, yes. And like made a method around it. So the three word method is like finding three adjectives to describe your style. And I think that's like, again, it's like kind of what we're already doing because a lot of people I learned from doing my styling sessions, like people will think that they don't have style and they don't Mm -hmm. have personal style, but everybody does. Um, That's how I feel. No, you do because your style is in your closet. It's the things that you're attracted to. It's the things you buy. It's you do have style. And like you obviously, even like the way you put things together is like your personal Mm -hmm. style. So the three word method like I said, is essentially finding like three words that you can use to describe your style. So the first word is just kind of like the practical word. So you find this word by looking in your word. Let's do, let's actually do it for you. Yeah, okay. I really want to. <laughs> so the practical word is what you see when you look at the things that you wear all the time. So like, tell me like some words to describe that. That I wear all the time. Yeah. Okay. And like, like be real. Like don't try to. Be FFR. <laughs> yeah. Be fucking for real. Yes. I say that way too much. That <laughs> sound. Okay. I like this sweat set I'm mm-hmm. drawn to all the time. Okay. I love that it's like loose. It's cozy. Like right I just, I could never sit like this on a plane. I'm the worst person sitting next to you because my okay. legs are everywhere. So I like being able to move around. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling constrained. Okay. I'm big on fabrics. Like as a kid, I could never wear anything itchy. Okay. I freaked out. Even at our wedding, I was in sneakers the second our first dance ended. Okay. I want to jump around. I want to have fun. I want to be like agile, I guess. Okay. Like maybe a word to just like, would you say like comfortable? Comfortable. Yes. Right? Like, like that even seems- with denim, I can't wear like if denim not, doesn't stretch rigid. or something, I'm yeah. not wearing it. Yeah. Okay. So comfortable. Do you like that word? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I was going to say like if sometimes like if you look in your closet or you look at what you're wearing all the time and you pick a word to describe it and you don't like that word, that's also okay. Mm -hmm. Because like just having that conscious like I'm kind of presenting myself in a more comfortable, casual way, but I'd actually like to be more polished. You can get there. Right. You know, I will say like comfortable is definitely the word Mm -hmm. I would use. Yeah. I like it. There's a small part of me and I had on a guest Jessamine, who is amazing. And so many of you guys loved that episode. And she said something that really stuck out to me where it was like, it's about how you feel, not how you look. Yes. Because it's how are you feeling versus how are you being perceived by others? And why are we putting so much weight on that? Yes. And also like the way that you feel, that's confidence. And everyone says like the best thing you can wear is confidence. And it's so true because you can tell when somebody's uncomfortable, when they're fussing with what they're wearing or when they're you, you can just tell. So yeah. when you're feeling good and feeling comfortable, that shows. It doesn't really matter what you're right. wearing. And I think sometimes when when you'll see somebody wearing like a jeans and a t-shirt and you're like, why does that look so good on them and not on me? It's They're comfortable in it. Yeah. It's like their jeans. So and that's me. Com- like a sweat set yes. or jeans and a t-shirt or like a sweater, sneakers. And I do feel this like inclination to push back on the comfort because I'm like, well, is that what I'm supposed to be? I also struggle. I know we mentioned the whole like me figuring out my identity as a mom, but also being a content creator. I feel that all the content I see out there 
are like these polished influencers who like have these beautiful looks and they've gotten glam and like they're in these fucking tailored pantsuits. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's, I don't know. But they're know. wearing this when they're. No, I know. But yeah. I feel this push that I, I'm supposed to be doing that mm-hmm. when that's not who I am. And even the photos I just showed you from the shoot I did, that was the first time I worked with Silas, did glam. amazing. And I felt and looked fucking amazing. Like the best I've ever looked. But that's also because we picked looks that were still very me. You were still comfortable. Yes. So comfortable is like you rank sneakers in one of them. Like they were simple, but yeah, still comfortable. Like Mm -hmm. you could, your personality, it it didn't look like you were styled, which I think is the best kind of styling. Totally. Even when I would work with like, celebrities or other people, I'd be like, I want it to look like I wasn't here. Right. You know, like that's the best kind of styling is when it's like. Yeah. So first word comfortable. So the second word is what I call the aspirational word. So when you are looking at like your screenshots or your Pinterest or looks. <laughs> Allison. Okay. I don't have Pinterest either. I but was like, okay. say, you do not okay. know me. Okay. If you are oh. looking at somebody's who style you really like, like describe it to me. Is it those pantsuits that you're seeing on? No. Right. I, okay. I mean, I think they look great. Right. But, but that's I'm not, not what like, you're oh, drawn I want to be in that. Yeah. And look, I wore pantsuits for fucking five years. Maybe right. that's also why I'm not drawn to it because Triggering. I had to be it, like when I was at JP, I was dressed in heels and like a suit of sorts, dress, blazer every fucking day. Yeah. I love like a classic. Mm-hmm. Like I love your outfit. It's not something Thank that I you. would pick for myself because I don't think I would feel as comfortable in it. But like I love your style when I look at your page because I think you look like classic and elevated. But I feel like I love the, I think classic is definitely an aspiration. Let's talk about those those amazing photos that you did for the photo yes. shoot. Like to me, that feels like an aspirational version of yourself. Totally. So I feel like in those photos, you were wearing jeans and a t-shirt and a blazer. Like it did actually right. feel quite classic. So yes. I think that is a good thing. So, okay, we have comfortable, we have classic. And then the last word is what I call like your emotional word. It's like, how do you want to feel in your clothing? And comfortable, I guess, kind of also yeah. covers how you want to feel. But I don't know, is there like elegant or elevated? Like, I don't know if that's you. No, or, no it doesn't feel like that would be you. How do I want to feel? Generally, I just want to be happy. Joyful, happy. Joyful. Yeah. Joy is a big word for me this year. Maybe joyful. I kind of like that because, okay, joyful can be interpreted in so many different ways. Maybe it's just like, I'm joyful because I'm feeling really comfortable. I'm wearing like things that I love. Or maybe it's like, I've seen like your Instagram. It's like, sometimes like you wear like a fun pop of color. Right. And it's like, I actually really love this. And like, this makes me Mm -hmm. feel joyful. So like, when I'm creating an outfit or creating a look or putting on clothes, maybe it's like, I want to add that one piece that really makes me feel happy and joyful. And that can look different for everybody. I think that's really good. And the thing about the three words is like, first of all, they can change and they can evolve as you do. And also they're only for you. It's more of like a mantra. So mm-hmm. it's not like everything in your wardrobe has to be comfortable, classic, and joyful. And it's not like every look has to be comfortable, classic, right. and joyful. It's just you're kind of incorporating those three things intuitively. But let's say like you are looking in the mirror and you're like, something's kind of off in my look. It doesn't feel quite right. And I can't figure out why. That's the time to think like, okay, am I comfortable in this? Right. Are there classic pieces here? And like, is there some piece that's kind of like joyful or fun? Like even for what you're wearing right now, it's like, okay, it's obviously comfortable. Mm -hmm. It is classic. We have like the classic Air Force Ones. Air Force Ones and even just like your little socks. And I feel like joyful, first of all, like all of your jewelry. Yeah, I never take them off. (laughs) Right. Like to me, that feels joyful. And I feel like jewelry is also a very good tool to use to kind of like help create a personal style. What are your three words? I think my three words are classic. Mm -hmm. Same because I like when when I look at my wardrobe, 
the things that I am wearing all the time are class. It's like a white t-shirt, jeans, a turtleneck, a blazer. It's like, it's right. all the classics. I think that 70s is a big one for me because I love like a flare pant. I love kind of like a 70s print. I'm just always drawn to like okay. kind of 70s icons too. And I think my last one is like, I think it would be kind of elegant because I feel like that's how I want to feel. Like I, I mm-hmm. always want to feel not like style necessarily, but just put to, like there's some thought put into right. it. And I think a lot of times this is something I hear so much with my clients. They're like, I want to look put together, but I don't want to look like I tried too hard. And like, <laughs> I get that. But also what's wrong with looking like you tried? Right. No, I agree. If it's something you care about, <laughs> yeah. what does it matter? Yeah. So sometimes I like have to kind of like remind myself like, it's okay to it's okay look to like care. You, the, yeah, to look like you tried a little bit because I did. And even people who like look effortless and like they didn't try, they freaking tried. Right. They tried to look like they didn't try. <laughs> and, no, but it's kind yeah. of what you were saying in the beginning where it's like if fashion and styling is something you care about, you're allowed to care. Yeah, and like, you should. You, you, and I should honestly be able to think even if it's care. something you don't care about, you should think about caring about it because <laughs> like, because even like you were saying, like it's not like, especially when you were younger, it's not something you cared about, but like, you do realize that it impacts the way that you feel about yourself and your confidence. So it's like, yeah, it's something that we should kind of like think about. So you mentioned trends. I'm curious, like selfishly, what are some trends you're loving and what are some trends you just cannot get behind? I mean, it's so like- Personal, I know. It's so personal. Like there's some trends that I actually love. Like you said, with your friend's content, like I love looking at it. I love seeing people like really like even Barbie core. Like I love, Mm -hmm. I love pink. I don't have anything pink. I don't- own pink, but I love seeing it. Like it's fun. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy. So like I actually did a video where like, okay, I looked at a bunch of like Barbie core looks that I liked and I was like, how can I use what I already own? How can I like make this mine? Okay. And what I realized by looking at all these Barbie core looks, I liked the like short silhouettes with like the big platforms. Like that love. was what I really loved. Mm-hmm. The pink, sure, I liked looking at it, but like that's not gonna work for me. So I went in my closet, I found a pair of platforms, I found like a little leather skirt. And I was like, okay, this is like my version of Barbie core. So I think sometimes, and this is also hard because I think that like a lot of fashion and like shopping is about instant gratification, but sometimes you just have to take that like extra second to kind of like analyze. And again, that's why like you have to like know yourself, I feel like in order to have good style, because I have to look at this picture and sit and like really ask myself, like, what is it that I'm liking? Totally. Do I like this person's body? Do I like their hair? Do I like the way this photo is taken? Do I just like this person? Do I like their sunglasses? Or do Mm -hmm. I actually like this look? And what do I like about it? So it's like you kind of have to actually take a second. Take a second to like ask yourself, what what is it that I'm liking? So in terms of trends, your question, I mean, what do I love? I don't even know. What are some trends? I'm thinking about them in my head. (laughs) Like I love like a chunky shoe. Okay. I do. And sometimes, yeah, like I, I like the way that looks. I think that's I mean, chunky no, that shoe. Is I like. A, I yeah, like. that's yeah. a trend. I like a chunky shoe. Like a low rise right now. Oh, yeah. That I can't get behind. I know. And it's, yeah, I know. I think it's like traumatic for us. Us, yeah. <laughs> Our generation. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's the other thing. Like all of a sudden these things are coming back where I'm like, guys, I literally threw, I, I got rid of all of these things. Which what are we doing Which is really here? interesting because the trend cycle moves so quickly now that like, things that in yeah. Our, like yeah that we were wearing like what 10 15 years ago are now popular our high again. school looks are back yes yeah like, and like that's crazy that the like it cycled that quickly. yoga pants yes. and boot and like a big sweater like how is this back right now <laughs> i know and this is something that's interesting to me i try not to be too obsessed with trends because i do realize how quickly they cycle mm-hmm. and for me i feel like i'm grasping at things it's not who i am and then i'm like 
having all these clothes. I'm like, what am I doing with these things? I'm, I'm more of a, min- not a minimalist, but I just don't like a lot of stuff. Me neither. And it's interesting. I have a little bone to pick. I love Gen Z. <laughs> but it's interesting that they like shit on millennials for this whole like skinny jean boot yeah. look, whatever. But then they're bringing back so many of like millennials are <laughs> yoga flare pants and Uggs. That's yeah. what we our bread and butter was. So so skinny jeans are probably going to come back around. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so I actually have like a framework. If you are looking at something and you're like, OK, I can't tell if this is trendy or this is timeless again. I don't think that trendy things are bad. And I think, again, this is very personal because something Mm -hmm. can be like timeless to me, but not timeless to you. So I like to ask myself, first of all, would I have wanted to wear this last year? Okay. So like thinking about like this pink Barbie core dress, for example, like would I want to wear this last year? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Probably not. Or would I even want to wear this a few months ago? Probably not. I want to wear it because I see other people wearing it. Right. And then the second question is, will I want to wear this next year again? I don't know. Probably. Some people might say, yeah, for sure. And then the third question is, if this trend does come back around, which it will, will I want to pull out this exact dress and wear it like in 10 years? Right. Because like, how do we know what to keep? That's anymore? that's how you know. That's like, I feel like out. that was kind of a hard example. But like, let's use sneakers, for example. Okay. So like, this is kind of an obvious one, but like a Converse, a pair mm-hmm. of Converse. Would I have wanted to wear that last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will I want to wear it next year? Yeah. In 10 years, if like your son is wearing Converse. He's got a could, pair. Yeah. You can pull out your pair of Converse mm-hmm. and wear this exact same pair. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you have to like get an updated version. Mm-hmm. So to me, that means that's timelessness. You know, if you can pull out that exact, it's like almost like it's you're creating your own vintage. And yeah. that's the, those are the things that I think are important to keep. Okay. The things that feel like this is the exact one that I would pull back out because sometimes I feel like with skinny jeans and I also no hate on skinny jeans like Mm -hmm. at all. I feel like would I want to wear them last year? Yeah. Would I want to wear them next year? Probably not. But if skinny jeans come back, will I want to wear this exact pair of skinny jeans in my closet in five years? Probably not. Probably not. Well, probably also like our body. That's the other thing. Our bodies change so much that like that's kind of another thing that confuses me about clothing when I'm doing my closet cleanouts, which yeah. I do a lot. I'm like, okay, well, will this even fit me? Like my body has changed so much in many different multitudes of ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the whole thing. It was hard for me to fully let go of all of my corporate clothing. Mm. I don't know if that was because I was like, maybe this won't work and I'll have to go back to the corporate world. And so mm-hmm. I need to hold on to this, but I would keep it in like this massive bag under my bed. And then I finally just was like, I don't need this. It's been five years now. We're not going back to Wall Street. Like, let's move on. And maybe it was this confirmation that I felt I was steady in what I was doing now. Mm -hmm. But there were some pieces. There was like a really nice, timeless theory suit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not something I'm wearing now, but who knows? Yeah. Or the other thing is like, I do think it's so cool when I see these videos of people who are like, my mom's vintage. Yeah. So I started keeping a box of things that I'm like, I don't need this in my closet. Right. I'm not going to wear it every day or right now, but maybe down the road, I'll come back to it. It's nice. So I don't want to like sell it or donate it. Yeah. And maybe there will be a future use for it. So I've started to do that. I think that's really smart. I think that's really smart. And also you're so not alone in like, not wanting to give away your corporate clothes. Because I also have so many clients who are like, yeah, I'm not going back to the office. I'm like, okay, well then what are all of those like? And again, like this is why fashion is not shallow because it forced you to say like, why am, why am I keeping this? Right. Like, is this because, right, like I'm I'm scared about really fully letting go of that person that mm-hmm. I was. And like, 
that's kind of the work that you have to do, I feel like. Totally. A closet clean-out is a lot deeper Oh my God, it is think. emotional. Yeah. Not only stages of your life, stages of your body. And that's like, also really yeah. challenging. And I say with my clients, like, thank you for like letting me into your closet because that is a very emotional space. Yeah. Somebody's closet. Like it's Absolutely. very like to, to let somebody into your closet is really like letting them into your mind. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a very emotional aspect of your life. 100%. I went through a phase where like none of my jeans were fitting and every day I would put on these same fucking jeans mm -hmm. and they wouldn't zip. And finally I was like, I'm ruining my day. Every single day, the first thing I do is put on something that doesn't fit. I'm setting myself up to literally have the worst day to feel shitty about myself, to have my jeans like poking right. into my stomach. Like, this is horrible. Get a fucking bigger size. We, and, I, and I know that it's like, way easier said than done. I'm not trying, I know, to, but I'm not also trying to minimize like, it, but like- Clothes are meant to fit us. We're not meant to fit our clothes. Yes, and finally I was like, oh, it doesn't actually matter necessarily to me like what size the label is. It was just something about like letting go of these mm -hmm. jeans and putting on ones that, totally. yeah, it was- I, I was like, I don't know. Again, this is like what I do for a living. I don't know why I was having such a hard time it's ha adapting. It's a lot. It, like clothes are a lot more than I think we give them credit mm -hmm. emotionally. Yes. And even like, it's very funny again with clients where they'll say like, oh, well, I actually don't really like to wear anything like high necked. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, I guess I kind of always thought that it would like make my face look bigger. I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, well, one time actually in middle school, I was wearing a turtleneck. Right. And like somebody said, but I'm like, see, like there's all these weird things that people put on us or then like that we kind of internalize about totally. clothing. And I think that, again, we have to just sort of like think like, well, why do I feel like this? And do I like do I like something high necked? If not, don't wear it. Yeah. But don't not wear it because of something that somebody said in middle school. You are helping so many people in exactly what we just talked about of style is really doing the interwork and like figuring out yourself and how you want to feel and yeah. how like so you're <laughs> you're like doing a form of therapy for people yeah <laughs> you are no, I know but I think also like I was telling you this before like I am actually like kind of a shy introverted person right. and, and I think that it's almost like hard to overcome yeah and I think that maybe it adds to it that I feel like my social media like my Instagram or my TikTok persona is almost a different person from who okay. I feel like I am like normally in a group of people I'm a listener. I ask a lot of questions, which I feel like I also do in my job. But yeah, I'm like a more quiet, introverted person. So I feel like in order for me to post a TikTok video or post an Instagram, it's like I'm stepping into like this other okay. kind of personality, which maybe is kind of nice because I can give myself some space. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't know. I mean, I think it goes both <laughs> like, ways. Analyze me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think it does go both ways. And I talked about this with Serena Kerrigan on our episode because she's like, I've created a persona yeah. like her more than what you're saying but she's created a full persona of like a character that yeah. she taps into and I'm not speaking on behalf of her you can listen to the episode she says this where for me that would be more confusing mm -hmm. but for her it feels more comforting because there's separation and I think I might feel like that yeah like I can totally respect that and absolutely understand why it would feel that way and look sometimes I wish that I had that because when I feel vulnerable because if someone attacks me or says something mean or whatever, that's like, oh, they hate me. Like they're coming at me. My That is me. They hate themselves. I, agreed. <laughs> but if you're attacking yeah. the person that you perceive as Cameron Oates Rogers on Instagram, like that's me. So yeah. that's where that boundary can be really nice because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, they hate the character. What do I care? 
But do people say negative things to you? Oh, girl. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, it kind of, like I I hate the like. Well, you signed up for this. It comes with the territory. Not really. Um. No, I didn't <laughs> sign up to get berated about things that are like none of people's businesses. Like mom stuff. They are being... Every, everything under the sun. I've really gotten better about it. I've just fully decided I don't engage anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm a naturally combative person, so I want to be like, oh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like sign me up. <laughs> yeah. And it never is to my benefit. So I don't engage anymore because look, I mean, whatever. And I honestly was listening to a podcast this morning. It's like, I don't have to prove myself to anyone because the people who know me, I'm confident in their beliefs of me as a human. Then that's that. It's okay to be misunderstood or it's okay for people to think differently of you than how you think of yourself. And I don't know the the people who hate me. They don't know you. I don't know them. They don't know me. And that's on God. No, that's more on them than me. And that's kind of what I come to terms with. Is it more TikTok or Instagram where people feel comfortable being? Oh, TikTok. Yeah, that's what I feel. I mean, TikTok's a wild, wild west. Sometimes I'm like, you feel so comfortable coming to my space to say something not nice about me. Imagine if you walked into someone's house. Yeah, I've heard that before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This couch is heinous. Yes. I like purple. Why is this house black? Like, yeah. Uh, what? Right. No, it's wild. I've heard that analogy before and it is so funny. Like, imagine. 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 Okay. Speaking of TikTok, yeah. where can people find you who listen to you and want more of you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Allison Bornstein 6. Okay. I feel like I could get Alison Bornstein, but yeah. the six is a, you know. Keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Everything will be tagged in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming Thank on here. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. So fun. It wasn't scary. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.